The Australian Association for Flexible and Inclusive Education acknowledges the traditional custodians of the lands and waterways of Australia, particularly the lands and waterways on which today's episode was recorded. We pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging, for they hold the memories, the traditions, the stories, the culture and the hopes for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples across the country. We acknowledge that your sovereignty has never been ceded. AFI also acknowledges the strength and vibrancy that young people bring to flexible and inclusive education programs. Welcome to the Doing Schools Differently podcast. Um, we are very fortunate today to be uh, having a yarn with Dr. Lucy Pangrazio from Deakin University. Uh, Lucy's um, one of our keynote speakers and we're so excited that um, uh, Lucy can join us in Adelaide um, in June, coming up very, very soon. Um, g'day, Lucy. Hi, how are you going? <laughs> <laughs> really well and nice to see you. Um, it's your first time presenting at the Doing Schools Differently conference, and, and as people will know, it's also a conference that's been postponed for a few years now because of um, pandemics, etc. So, I guess one of the there's a kickoff question is, um, what made you sort of agree to say uh, when we approached you to come and do a keynote for us? Well, um, I was very grateful for the invitation. I'm really looking forward to June. But I think the first thing is I, I feel really strongly about what the Doing School Differently conference is trying to do, that is bringing educators, youth workers and policymakers together to really improve the educational experiences for young people who have had difficulties in their schooling lives. School should be a place where all young people have access to equal opportunities and are given those skills and support to succeed in life. But we know that so many young people, often through no fault of their own, face difficulties in school that make it really, really hard. And I've no doubt over the last couple of years with COVID, more young people are experiencing these difficulties and that these difficulties have intensified. So I think the conference's sort of aim of bringing these different stakeholders together to reduce these barriers and meet the young people where they are is really very important. Um, and just the other thing to say, I guess, is that my research is to do with young people's use of um, digital media and digital literacies or perhaps the lack of digital literacies can really increase the barriers to learning, especially now that so much of what um, education is, yep. is taking place on those platforms. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think um, when you're talking about um, the, the experience of the last few years, uh, I, I started to think about the 2024 Doing Schools Differently conferences, probably um, what happened. Let's see, what, what's the outcome of COVID been like and what does that mean and, and the impact of um, digital literacies and digital spaces on what's, what's actually what's falling out of that now but anyway that can be your um, next keynote in 2024 <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think the I think the implications will be effect, you know we'll, yeah. we'll see them long into the future so indeed yeah mm. absolutely um so before we sort of sort of zero in on the keynote presentation can you talk a little bit about um your work at Deakin and your role as a Chief Investigator with the uh, Centre of Excellence for the Digital Child um, that's with the ARC 
and and the connections with children and young people and flexible learning um, in that in those spaces. Um, you kind of alluded to a second ago about the you know the, the, the importance of the digital literacy, but also what's the digital rights of children and what's the what's the ARC Centre of Excellence looking into? Yeah, so I'm a researcher um, and I've been looking at digital media and how young people kind of use digital media, not only in school but and in learning, but across all aspects of their life. So I've looked at both school and non-school settings. Um, and I'm really interested in what we can do to sort of enhance understandings and perhaps even resist and reimagine how some of these digital systems might be better. So in the Centre of Excellence, I've been working on um, a range of product, uh, products, projects, <laughs> including uh, how digital platforms are used in educational settings and how we might kind of, um, you know, especially with um, children now using digital technologies at a younger age, how we might conceptualise more inclusive and ethical children's internet, if you like. So um, I've been looking at also looking at data in the home and we know the home now is a, a place where we're seeing all kinds of new technologies like intelligent assistants and connected toys and mm. smart goods. And this is really changing what how young people are growing up. So um, I'm interested in developing families and and young people like young children's understandings of data and digital technologies as well but my work I think connects to the flexible and inclusive learning in a couple of ways first I think my work is sort of focused on how using digital media opens up new opportunities for young people um, but also it increases the issues as well so issues to do with tracking and profiling and we know that this this does not affect individuals equally. So children and young people who are already marginalised through issues of race and class will be further marginalised with the introduction of some commercial digital platforms. And these are not only issues to do with access, so that is having digital technologies to enable one mm. to learn or to access services, but also because personal data is now used to predict behaviours and outcomes. And yeah. If you are of a particular race or class or you might have had a family member who's been in trouble with the law, then this data can be used to shape the opportunities that that person might be exposed to. So I think fundamentally my work has always really been um, motivated by the goal of data justice yeah. um, for all young Australians to ensure that the opportunities to learn and grow are experienced equally across the population. Um, and as a literacies researcher, I know a lot of the most important and powerful learning that young people engage in takes place outside the walls of a classroom. So yeah. <laughs> I'm interested in understanding how we can really mainstream some of those ideas and practices yeah. um, to support young people in their learning lives. So that's a really interesting expansion of the of the like the academic space, isn't it? If we if we're starting to really Okay, go. Let's take this outside the classroom. Um, what does that mean for the, the practice of teaching and education? Like, it's a very interesting space, and kind of takes us into that the digital rights and the algorithmic age, which is kind of the title of your talk. Yes, um, I, I think that piece around um, some of this is looking at this as, as a rights-based approach to children and young people's, mm. as you mentioned, the justice of this and. Um, where there are absolutely fantastic opportunity, but as you mentioned, there's also risk here and mm. um, ensuring that we kind of 
um, think about those risks in relationship to education and their rights in education. And, you know, um, it's also travelling at such a speed, yeah? Yeah. I, I just, well, you wonder how schools are going to keep up with the, that curriculum, <laughs> all the other things, yeah. Yeah, and there's a really powerful sort of marketing kind of lobby as well yeah. around this technology as well. So it's yeah. very much a case of technology leading first and then the law catching up um, mm, mm, and it's mm. a problem I think not just in education but across across a, a lot of different sectors and mm. um, it needs probably more investment and resourcing. Indeed I have been following some of the, the some of the research in general around the, the pedagogic nature of the platforms and how they kind of drive a specific kind of agenda mm. and I, I know you're going to talk a little bit about that but I think that's a really fascinating um It'll be a fascinating keynote and I'm sure people in the room will be going, right, here's another thing we have to kind of I know, that's, that's the issue you face is overburdening people with, mm. you know, teachers who are already and educators who are already, you yeah. know, so busy and have so much to keep up with. Um, so there's only so much individuals can do, I think, but, you know, I think that little bit's really important too. Well, um, thank you so much. We really look forward to um, hearing the keynote and um, sitting down and have a cuppa together when we're all together. And I'm sure uh, all the people that are going to attend um, be, being with us there in um, late June will um, really get a lot from it. Thanks, Lucy. Really appreciate your time today. Excellent. Thank you.